This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Thursday, August 28, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Pakistani President Pervez Musharraf, the man who received such a huge investment from the Bush administration, is out of office and Pakistan is in turmoil. What are the prospects for the United States to repair its relationships in a region at the heart of the fight against foreign-born terrorism? Malou Innocent, a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute, just back from Pakistan, comments. President Bush uh, made a, in the United States, made a huge investment in Pervez Musharraf. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what did that get us? Well, it's interesting. I think that the United States presently in the so-called war on terror is repeating a lot of the same mistakes it made during the Cold War in the sense that it sort of personalizes its policy by embracing one particular leader or one particular political party or one particular political movement and sort of ignores the uh, interests of the people, of the of the, uh, the, strategic, the the strategic interests of the countries involved. And with Pakistan, uh, throughout 2007, Musharraf made blatant power grabs such as sacking the Supreme Court justice, firing 60 judges, putting a gag order on the media, and then imposing a state of emergency, and then the raid of Lal Masjid, the Red Mosque in Islamabad. And these uh, continued uh, sort of thwarting of democracy was seen uh, within Pakistan as the United States sort of exerting its own interests within the region and the interests of Pakistanis be damned. And so over time, and this is what we see also in the during the Cold War, especially after the United States overthrew Mohammad Mossadegh in Iran in 1953, in the sense that the United States pursues policies within a given territory, irrespective of the people involved. And I think that was slowly culminating with Musharraf and Musharraf and the United States became a liability for one another. What what should the future of our relationship with, with Pakistan look like going from this position and a government there where, again, we might be tempted to pick a side and say, oh, we're gonna we're gonna bankroll you guys. Mm-hmm. Well, in some ways, it's contingent on on the dynamics within uh, Pakistan's internal politics. I'm not really that surprised that the coalition split within one week after Musharraf's resignation. These are feudal political leaders who are concerned mostly with their own self-aggrandizement, not necessarily, not necessarily the interests of Pakistan's uh, economic viability or or uh, or uh, the militancy within the tribal areas. So these are political rulers right now who are mostly concerned about the judge dispute. We've been hearing about this judge issue. Um, Asif Ali Zadari, who's the chairman of the PPP, he essentially doesn't want the judges receded because they might uh, come up with impeachment or uh, corruption charges against him. And then Sharif wants to um, uh, to reinstate the judges so that they can go after Musharraf and Zadari. So there's sort of uh, tweaking the constitution to suit their own political whims and to sort of perpetuate their own rulership. So there's no one really in Pakistan to sort of solidify the national interest and do what's best for the interests of Pakistan itself. Uh, luckily, the traditional seat of power has been that of the Army Chief of Staff, which is, which is currently under uh, General Ashfaq Kiani. And it appears that his policies are presently in line with that of Musharraf's and of the United States. So it appears that in the tribal areas and within Afghanistan that uh, Pakistan's policy with the United States will continue uh, unabated and unimpeded uh, for the time being. However, it's also important to not sort of fall into the same mistake that the United States and President Bush made again with Musharraf, and again in personalizing policy by embracing one particular person or one particular political party. Now, you just got back from Pakistan. What do you think Americans uh, in general, and policymakers even, misunderstand about uh, 
what people think there? Mm-hmm. Well, a couple of things. I think that um, it's important to recognize that there are, all, there are not all fundamentalist jihadists. They're moderate Muslims. They're normal people, just like average Americans. They're concerned with their daily well-being. They're concerned with the rise of food inflation, of the price of gasoline. Uh, many are people, especially the lower classes, are politically apathetic, politically disengaged. It's mostly with the media and the intelligentsia who have actually been the major opponents of Musharraf's regime. But if you talk to the average person on the street, they thought that Musharraf was a symbol of stability for the country and for the economic future and exerted a great deal of fiscal discipline within the country. So it's varied. I think it's important not to think of Pakistanis as this sort of monolithic entity. They have different interests. Many people um, are either in line with the military or they're in line with civilian leaders. And um, it's it's sort of important that we not think of them as just one um, whole uniform uh, subset of people. They have their own interests. And many times those interests, just like many other countries historically, uh, those interests have been widely ignored. So it's important to keep those interests in mind as well. Malou Innocent is a foreign policy analyst at the Cato Institute. You can read more on America's penchant for allying with political winners and losers around the world at Cato.org.